three, two, one, let's jam. Welcome back to John Wicky. Your I, I don't know what we're doing here anymore. We've lost the concept. I think the concept is now that I know nothing about John Wicky, Wick, the movie series. So we're just I'm gonna find out what the hell this movie's about by us reading through the Wikipedia. But in reading through the Wikipedia, we're just going to tr go to every single link uh, because reasons. So yeah, yeah, in you... like three years, I might know the full plot of John Wick and or what it's about. Currently, I know um, that it is a neo-noir film, but we recorded the first episode so long ago, I do not remember anything about neo-noir. Yeah, uh, we recorded the first episode back... Was that Easter weekend? No, no, Easter... No, it was Easter April Fool's Day that we put the first two episodes up. So that was back in March. So, it's been a while. It has, it has. But it didn't go up until the first week in April, so... Okay. Or no. Time is an illusion. I'm Luke. <laughs> and I'm Abby. And welcome back to John Wiki, our podcast where... I'm trying to explain John Wick, the movie, to Abby, who has never seen the movie, as we read through John Wick Wikipedia pages. Uh, we are specifically using the version uh, from the 28th of March in 2018, which we've had to get that exact revision page open. Hey so guys, guess what? You're never going to know what Gun Fu is, because it's not on this version. So... Sorry. If you need something else to look up, look up Gong Gun Fu, because we will not be covering that particular Wikipedia page. So, let's start reading through the article where we started last, or, well, where we ended last time. Neo-noir action! Thriller. No, 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 action is the next word. Motherfucker! Okay. Ah. On the revised version, not only do we get to read over Gung f Gun Fu... It is also action thriller as one fucking Wikipedia article. So, Jesus Christ, this is going to be long. Everybody get some popcorn. <laughs> uh, so we are on action film. Action film is a film genre in which the protagonist or protagonists are thrust into a series of challenges that typically include violence, extended fighting, physical threats, and frantic chases. Action films tend to feature a resourceful hero struggling against incredible odds, which include life-threatening situations, a villain, or a pursuit which generally concludes in a victory for the hero, though a small number of films in this genre have ended in a victory for the villain instead. Oh, guys! That's a pretty big parenthetical there. That... <laughs> Somebody really likes it when the villain wins, who edited this Wikipedia page. They're, they're like that dick who's like, the, the good guys don't always win. Advancements in CGI have made it cheaper and easier to create action sequences and other visual effects that require the efforts of professional stunt crews in the past. However, reactions to action films containing significant amounts of CGI have been mixed as films that use computer animations to create unrealistic, highly unbelievable events are often met with criticism. That's an opinion. 
I feel like that is literally like half the genre. Is like, look at this dude fighting a skyscraper in the stratosphere. So I. You talking about skyscraper? I don't featuring know. Featuring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Is that actually? Did I just actually accidentally describe a fucking movie? Yes, yes, it is a movie where he is a security guard on a building that is like two hundred stories tall. He has also got a prosthetic leg, and it looks very, very dumb. Okay, well, maybe that is what this particular opinion was referencing. While action has long been a recurring component in films, the action film genre began to develop in the 1970s, along with increase of stunts and special effects. Really? Because there are a lot of links on this page. Is that, that the voice you're really going to go for to <laughs> common designate action. every single one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. The common action scenes in films are generally, but not limited to, car chases. I really read fighting. that as car chases. Car chases would be much more fun. <laughs> and gunplay or shootouts. The genre is closely associated with the thriller and adventure genres. And they may also contain elements of spy fiction. Early action films. Some historians consider The Great Train Robbery, 1903, to be considered, oh, to be the first action film. Have you seen it? No. Neither have I. <laughs> During, oh, I get to read this next word, which is really exciting, though. During the 1920s and 1930s, action-based films were often swashbuckling adventure films <laughs> in which actors such as Douglas Fairbanks wielded <laughs> swords in period pieces or westerns. The 1940s and 50s saw action in a new form through war and cowboy um, movies. Um, they saw action. I stand by that I put <laughs> enough emphasis on that word to make it understandable that it was in quotations. Yeah, but I, I it, it's such a weird quote. Like, a weird use of that. Like one Alfred act- Hitchcock ushered in spy and adventure genre while also establishing the use of action-oriented set pieces. Like the famous crop duster scene and the Mount Rushmore finale in North by Northwest, 1959. Have you seen that? I don't know. The film, along with other adventure called The Guns of... Navarone, 1961, inspired producers Albert R. Oh my god, Albert R. Broccoli. And Harry Harry Saltzman to invest in their own spy adventure based off the novels of Ian Fleming. Have you seen The Guns of Navarone? I couldn't even pronounce that word, so no. Yeah, Broccoli and Saltzman. Did a bunch of James Bond, but that's what the next section, so go ahead. The longest running success of the James Bond films or series. I have never seen a single Bond film. What? <laughs> I saw almost all of them last year. They did a uh, feature at the Gateway. I feel like half of this podcast is going to be things Abby has never seen. Which dominated the action genre of the 1960s, introduced a staple of the modern-day action film, The Resourceful Hero. 
Such larger-than-life characters were a veritable one-man army, able to dispatch villainous masterminds after cutting through their disp oh, disposable henchmen. Holy crap. That's very rude to the henchmen. Mm -hmm. They're just doing their jobs in increasingly creative ways. Such heroes are ready with one-liners, puns, and dry quips. The Bond films also used fast cutting, car chases, fist fights, and a variety of weapons and gadgets and elaborate action sequences. That was cutting like editing. Okay. Not, not like fast cutting car chases. Yeah, I don't... I, that particular series of words makes no sense when put together. So, thank you. Oh, was that an honest thank you or... That, that's what you're reading the next paragraph. Producer-director John Sturgis's 1963 film, The Great Escape. Have not seen it. Featured Allied prisoners of war attempting to escape a German POW camp during World War II. And featuring future icons of the action genre, including Steve McQueen and Charles Bronson, is an example of an action film prototype. I've seen it. It, it, it holds up. Or it did the parts that I saw. 1970s. During the 1970s, gritty detective stories and urban crime dramas began to evolve and fuse themselves with the new action style, leading to a string of maverick police officer films such as Bullet, 1968, The French Connection, 1971, and The Seven Ups, 1973, Dirty Harry, 1971, essentially lifted its star, Clint Eastwood, out of his cowboy typecasting and framed him as the archetypal hero. Archetypal? Archetypal? Archetypal. Archetypal. Hero of the urban action film. In many countries, restrictions on language, adult content, and violence had loosened up, and these elements became more widespread. So I assume you've seen none of those? I'm really just wondering how far into this article we're going to get before we get to a movie that I've actually seen. So stay tuned. I'll let you know when we hit one when I've actually seen it. Oh, uh, well, no, no. I, I've gotten to know you. I, I, I think there's probably going to be like two movies that you've seen on here. That's my number <laughs> that I'm betting that you've seen. Do you want to make a bet? No, I more just want people to at you on Twitter and guess how many movies I've seen that are referenced in this particular thing. You could also at me, but I don't know my Twitter handle, and apparently Twitter thinks I'm a bot. We'll do, uh, we'll do later. Only because you have not tweeted yet. And the only people who follow me are you and my sixth grade trumpet teacher. In the 1970s, martial arts film from Hong Kong became popular with Western audiences and inspired big-budget films such as Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, 1973. Chuck Norris blended martial arts with cops and robbers in films such as Good Guys Wear Black, 1978, and Force of One, 1979. Uh, so there's, there's a good joke coming up at 1422 that everybody gets sort of angry at me for. Luke is referencing another podcast that mm -hmm. he does. Exiled. From Japan, Sonny Chiba starred in the first martial arts film movie in 1973 called Karate Kiba. His breakthrough international hit was Street Fight was the Street Fighter series. Any relation to the video game? No. 
1974, which established him as the reigning Japanese martial arts actor in international cinema. He also played the role of Ma Maz Omama Masoyama. in Champion of Death, Karate Bear, Bear Fighter, and Karate for Life, 1975 to 1977. Chiba's action films were not only bound by martial arts, but also Action Thrower, Doberman Cop, and Golga 13, Assignment Kowloon, both from 1977. Oh, Giga Wait, Shogun Samurai, 1979, Samurai Reincarnation, 1981, and Science Fiction, G.I. Samurai, 1979. I bet I've seen four films, at least, that are referenced in this series, by the way. Okay. Article. 1980s. In the 1980s, Hollywood produced many big-budget action blockbusters with actors such as Sylvester Stallone, Roald Schwarzenegger, Lorenzo Lamas, Michael Dudikoff, Charles Bronson and Bruce Willis. Also, I have only... I have not seen any of those movies that they referenced in the last part, except for Enter the Dragon. Well, see, you're not doing so hot either. No, I, I, I'm not necessarily a big action guy. Anyways, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas paid their homage to the Bond-inspired style with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nope. 1981. In 1982, veteran actor Nick Nolte and rising comedian Eddie Murphy broke box office records with the action comedy 48 Hours, credited as the first buddy cop movie. That same year, Sylvester Stallone started First Blood, the first installment in the Rambo film series, which made the character John Rambo a, cultural, a pop culture icon. Is that still relevant? I feel like that is also either a dated reference or an opinion. Rambo? There is no citation for that particular remark. Uh, Rambo is one of those like figures that people know without having known to have seen the movies. I mean, it's not as relevant now because, you know... I refute that statement. <laughs> it got referenced in Animaniacs. A lot. Never actually seen Animaniacs. Nineteen eighty four saw the beginning of the Terminator franchise, starring Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. The story provides one of the grittiest roles for a woman in action, and Hamilton was required to put in extensive effort to to develop a strong physique. That's that's, that's a weird really aside. a bullshit. A man obviously edited that particular No, no, thing. she did actually get ripped as hell, because the first one she's just a normal woman on the run, and then the second one she has gone full commando. She is ripped as hell. She got guns for arms. Not, like, actual Literal guns. guns. But well, good for her. 1987's Lethal Weapon, starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Darlene Love, was another significant action film of the decade, and another buddy cop genre classic, launching a franchise that spawned three sequels. I finally saw Lethal Weapon this year for Christmas. Two second review. Also, this is a weird-ass Christmas movie. It is. But it's fun. Continue. Also, I've seen the first three Terminator movies. I'm still at zero for those keeping track at home. The 1988 film Die Hard, which I've seen several times, 
Nope. Was particularly influential on the development of the action genre. In the film, Bruce Willis plays a New York police detective who inadvertently becomes embroiled in a terrorist takeover of a Los Angeles office building high-rise. The use of a maverick, resourceful lone hero has always been a common thread from James Bond to John Rambo. But John McClane in Die Hard is much more of an everyday person whose circumstance turns into a reluctant hero. My entire knowledge of Die Hard comes from the episode of Bob's Burgers where they did the Die Hard slash um, working, girl. working Girl um, musical. That That is my entire knowledge of also Die Hard. Also Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's referenced a lot in that. Yeah, but I don't learn anything from that. I learned about the actual plot of it from Bob's Burgers. And I really like the end song to that particular episode. The film set a pattern for a host of imitators like Under Siege in 1992 and Sudden Death, which used the same formula in a different setting. By the end of the 1980s, the influence of the successful action film could be felt in almost every genre. We're up to the 90s. I'm still at zero. Like the Western genre, spy movies as well as urban action films were starting to parody themselves, and with the growing revolution in CGI, computer-generated imagery, the real-world settings began to give way to increasingly fantastic environments. This new era of action films often had budgets unlike any in the history of motion pictures. The success of many Dirty Harry and James Bond sequels had proven that a single successful action film could lead to a continuing action franchise. Thus, the 1980s and 90s saw a rise in both budgets and the number of sequels a film could generally have. This led to an increasing number of filmmakers to create new technologies that would allow them to beat the competition and take audiences to new heights. That's a weird phrasing there. Yes, it is. The success of Tim Burton's Batman, 1989, nope, led to a string of financially successful sequels. Within a single decade, they proved the viability of a novel subgenre of action film, the comic book movie. I have seen Batman. Of course you have. I don't think it's that good. 2000s. While action films continued to flourish as the medium-budget genre movie, it also fused with tentpole pictures and other genres. For example, 2009, for example, 2009 Star Trek had several science fiction tropes and concepts like time travel through a black hole. It's, it's a science fiction thing more than an... <sighs> However, most of the film was structured around action sequences, many of them quite conventional. Hand-to-hand, shooting. <laughs> While the original Star Wars featured some of this kind of fighting, there was just as much emphasis on starship chases and dogfights in outer space. The newer films featured more lightsaber duels, sometimes far... sometimes more intense and acrobatic than the originals. Some fan films also have similar duel scenes like those, like those the prequel, like those in the prequel trilogy. We're finding no, all sorts there, of. There is no in. For yeah. just for reference, it literally does say like those the prequel trilogy. It was action with a science fiction twist. The trend with films such as The Matrix and The Dark Knight series. I've seen all those. Is, the, is that hand-to-hand fighting and Asian martial arts techniques are now widely used in science fiction and superhero movies. I totally fucking won this bet because just in that last paragraph I have seen three of the referenced filmed. Fuck you. Which ones? The Matrix? Star Trek, Star Wars, and 
one of the Dark Knight films. Okay. Sylvester Stallone's The Expendables used nostalgia for a perceived golden age of action films by casting 1980s action stars alongside new actors in the genre, such as Jason Statham. I have not seen The Expendables. In the Fast and the Furious series, which I have all of on DVD, which I have all of them on DVD, but I have not watched them, the action film staple of the car chase is central is the central plot driver as it had been in Smokey and the Bandit films in the 1970s. 2010s, the crossover of action films with science fiction and superhero films continues with many Marvel Comics characters and settings being used for big, big budget films. Hong Kong action cinema. Currently, action films requiring extensive stunt work and special effects tend to be expensive. As such, they are regarded as mostly large studio general and large studio genre in Hollywood. Although this is not the case in Hong Kong action cinema, where action films are often modern variations of martial arts films. Because of their roots in lower budget, Hong Kong action films typically center on physical acrobatics, martial arts scenes, and stylized gunplay, and dangerous stunt work performed by leading stunt actors. On the other hand, the American action films typically feature big explosions, car chases, stunt juggles, and CGI. Only if you're that one dude who everybody makes Brian Michael Bay <laughs> a thing. Thumbs up. Hong Kong action cinema was at its peak from 1970 to the 1990s, when its action movies were experimenting and with and popularizing various new techniques that would eventually be adopted by Hollywood action movies. These began in the early 70s with martial arts movie of Bruce Lee, who would lead a wave of Bruce... Bruce exploitation. Sure. Movies that eventually gave way to the rise... Of gave way to comedy kung to the comedy kung fu films of Jackie Chan by the end of the decade. Okay, Bruce exploitation <laughs> films are kind of great. Uh, I think I may have to bring that up as my link of the episode. I I got nothing right now, so Okay. <laughs> During the 1980s, Hong Kong action cinema reinvented itself with various new movies. These included the modern martial arts action films featuring physical acrobatics and dangerous stunt work of Jackie Chan and his stunt team. Is that one link? Yes, Jackie Chan and his stunt team is one singular link. That is amazing. Fuck, okay, hang on. Let me get back to where we actually are at the moment. Oh, nope. Okay, got it. Um... As well as Yu Bai and Sammo Hung. Yuen Biao. <laughs> the Wirefu and Wu Ya. Of Jet Li, Donnie Yen. Yuen Mu Ping. And. Sweetheart. The Gunfu, heroic bloodshed and triad films of Chow Yun Fat, Ringo Lam, and John Wu. And the Girls with Gun films of Michelle Yao and Moon Lee. Subgenres. Action adventure, a subgenre of the action film genre as well. Oh my god, there are so many fucking subgenres. Typically, these films take place in exotic locations and frequently involve the hero traveling to several locations around the world. There are a lot of films with this combined genre. Examples include the Indiana Jones franchise, and most superhero films are action adventure too. Okay, first of all, I feel like if you're gonna say that 
there are a lot of films. You should come up with two more, more than two fucking examples. And also, superhero films are a separate subgenre. Yeah. So, like, they are literally listed further down on this page as a fucking subgenre. So, fuck whoever made that particular entry in this Wikipedia. We'll call him Brad. God damn it, Brad, do better. Action comedy, a subgenre environing action and humor. The British spelling. Yeah. The subgenre became pop a popular popular trend in the 1980s when actors were known for their background in comedy, such as Eddie Murphy. Actors known for their background in comedy, such as Eddie Murphy, began to take roles in action films. Comedy films, such as Dumb and Dumber and Big Mama's House, contain action-laden subplots are not considered part of this combined genre. That, that needs a fucking citation. What uh, the hell? Action scenes have a more integral role in action comedies. A common strata of action comedy is the buddy cop film, including 48 Hours, 1982, Beverly Hills Cop, 1984, Lethal Weapon, <laughs> 1987, Midnight Run, 1988, Bad Boys, 1995, Rush Hour, 1998, not Rush Hour 2, The Rundown, 2003, and Hot Fuzz, 2007. Another common strata of action comedy is the martial arts comedy, which became popular in Hong Kong action cinema in the 1980s, with Jackie Chan being the most famous example. Okay, and have you seen any of those movies? Um, nope, hang on. Just wanted to figure out if Hong Kong action cinema was another link, or whether it just linked back uh, up to further in the page. Oh, no. It is its own link. Yes. So, which ones have I seen? I have seen... Um, guys, this is a really long thing, and I don't know where I'm going. Um, let's see. Dumb and Dumber? I've not seen Dumb and Dumber. Jesus I, Christ. I've only seen that a long time ago. I feel like I should be really insulted. I've seen none of those. I think I've seen about five minutes of Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is very good. I've seen Rush Hour, Lethal Weapon, which we mentioned before. I haven't seen Bad Boys, but I have seen... We should really probably keep Master. a tally of movies you have seen versus movies I have seen as we figure out the plot to John Wick. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we can always do, like, a backer thing where at a certain level they get to pick one of these weapons that we mentioned and we just watch a newer review. One of these weapons? One of these movies. <laughs> Weaponized movies. Action horror! A subgenre combining the intrusion of an evil force event or supernatural personage of horror movies with the gunfights and frantic chases of the action genre. Themes or elements often prevalent in typical action horror films include gore, I'm not going to knock demons, over the microphone. Vicious animals. Gore, demon, <laughs> vicious animals, vampires, and most commonly, zombies. This category can also take elements from the fantasy genre. Again, I feel like somebody should fucking cite where most of those include zombies. Uh, examples include aliens. I'll, I'll say a name. Nope. I have. Army of Darkness. Nope. Yes. Resident Evil. Nope. Nope. Ghost Rider. Nope. Yep to both. Planet Terror. What? Yes. Undead. Nope. Nope. I saw the devil. Nope. nope. Train to Busan. Nope. I really thought that somebody just fucked up spelling Susan there. So no. <laughs> Train to Susan. Yes. <laughs> Susan's a very creepy lady, who has a train that comes to her. Weirdest porn film ever. 
Doomsday. Nope. Underworld. Nope. Constantine. Yes. Priest. Nope. The Crow. Nope. Dawn of the Dead. Yes to both versions. Deep Rising. Nope. From Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Blade. Yes. Legion. Nope. And End of Days. Nope. Nope. I got zero. I am zero for zero on action horror films. Or zero for, I don't know how many you just mentioned. Continue. Buddy Cop, a subgenre that became incredibly popular in the 80s with films such as 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon, and Beverly Hills Cop. They typically involve two mismatched heroes who are almost always police officers whose relationship evolves as they advance the plot. This genre saw a minor resurgence in the 2000s with films like Rush Hour, Bad Boys, The Nice Guys, and On Probation. Zero for four. I've seen The Nice Guys. That's a very good one. Disaster films. Having elements of thriller and sometimes science fiction films, the main conflict of this genre is some sort of natural or artificial disaster, such as floods, earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes, pandemics, etc. Examples include Independence Day, Daylight, Earthquake, Geostorm, 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, Poseidon, The Towering in Ford Inferno, Dante's Peak, Deep Impact, Volcano, The Core, Armageddon, Twister, and San Andreas. Fuck whoever did not put Volcano and The Towering Inferno next to each other in that order. Uh, also, zero for however many I just mentioned. I've seen Independence Day, The Day After Tomorrow... Uh, Dante's Peak, uh, Armageddon, Twister, and San Andreas. The real question there is why. Uh, Independence Day is, like, a popular movie. It was huge the year that it came out. Uh, some of the others were just random rentals, and San Andreas I saw because I got a free ticket, and I saw it with Devin. Okay. I'm not reading another martial arts article. <laughs> martial arts, a subgenre of the action film. Martial arts films contain numerous hand-to-hand -hand combats between characters. They are usually the film's primary appeal and entertainment value and are often the method of storytelling, character expression, and development. Martial arts films contain many characters who are martial artists. These roles are often played by actors who are real martial artists. If not, actors usually fervently train in preparation for their roles. Another method of going around this issue is that the action director may rely more on stylized action or filmmaking tricks. Martial films include The Karate Kid, Way Long Ago, Police Story, the film series, nope. Nope. Kung Fu Hustle, no. yes. Fearless, no. no. Ninja Assassin, nope. Nope. Ong Bak, nope. Nope. Shanghai Noon. Was that nope. the one with Owen Wilson and, um... Yeah. Then yes. Oh, oh. Uh, Kill Bill, yes to both of those. No. Fist of Legend. Nope. nope. Iron Monkey. Nope. nope. Drunken Master, yes. Nope. Enter the Dragon, yes. Nope. Mortal Kombat, I've seen part of the first one, but I've seen the second one over a dozen times. No. The Raid, Redemption, nope. Nope. Flashpoint, nope. Nope. Champion of Death? Nope. Karate Bear Fighter? I really wish that said Karate Bear Fighter, but no. Is it not enough that they're fighting bears? It really should have beer and then the A in parentheses so they can be fighting drunken bears. Beer Bear Fighter. 
Doberman Cop. No. Uh, Golgo 13, Assignment of Kowloon. Nope. Shaolin Soccer. Nope. Nope. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Nope. Charlie's Angels. Nope. nope. The Street Fighter series. Nope. nope. A variant of the film genre is Wuya, a stylized action fantasy period genre typically set in ancient Asia where skill in martial arts can enable fantastic abilities like flying and magic-like abilities. Cool. Oh, sci-fi action. Sharing many of the conventions of the science fiction film, sci-fi action films emphasize gunplay, space battles, invented weaponry, and other sci-fi elements weaved into action film premises. Examples include G.I. Samurai. Nope. Terminator 2. Nope. Yes. The Matrix. Nope. Yes. Total Recall. Nope. Yes, only the original. Minority Report. Nope. Nope. The Island of Islands. Nope. <laughs> Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Men in Black franchise. Yep. I, I think so. At least the first one. Aliens. Nope. Yes. iRobot. Yeah. Nope. Transformers. Some of them. Nope. The Hunger Games. Yep. Nope. Maze Runner. Nope. nope. Equilibrium. Yes. Nope. Do you know what Equilibrium's about? I just said I haven't seen it, yeah, Lucas. Uh, uh, but you could still know. So it's about <laughs> alternate universes where if you kill other versions of yourself, you get more of like the Do you get like their spirit. power? Yes. But it's divided up between the number of yourselves, so it's about, uh... Like, trying to become the ultimate you, only, yeah. like, in a very not-zen and, like, murdery way. Yeah, so Jet Li is going around killing other versions of himself, so it's the criminal version of himself versus a cop version of himself. Welcome to Luke Spoils Movies. District 9. Yeah. Serenity. Yeah. No. Akira. Yep. Paycheck. Nope. Predator. Yep. Robocop. Yep. Avatar. Yeah. Mad Max. <laughs> so sad. Mad yeah. Max 2. Yes. Divergent. Nope. They Live. Yes. They Escape from New York. No, that's just Escape from New York. <laughs> I yes. didn't realize that. It was a misread. And The Fifth Element. Yes. Nope. None of those. Some of those are very good. Some of them are, are not. Spy Film. In which the hero is generally a government agent who must take violent action against agents of a rival government or, in recent years, terrorists. They often revolve around spies who are involved in investigating various events, often on a global scale. This subgenre deals with the subject of fictional espionage, either in a realistic way, such as the adaptations of Jean Le Carré, or as a basis for fantasy, such as James Bond. It is a significant aspect of British cinema, with leading British directors such as Alfred Hitchcock and Carol Reed making notable contributions and many films set in the British Secret Service. The subgenre showcases a combination of exciting escapism, heavy action, stylized fights, technological thrills, and exotic locales. Not all spy films fall in the action genre, only those showcasing heavy action such as frequent shootouts and car chases in action. Spy films with lesser action would be in the thriller genre. See the spy entry in the sub-genres of thriller film. No. Action films of this sub-genre include Casino Royale. Nope. Yes to both versions. The Mission Impossible franchise. No. Some of them. They have lots of feelings on Tom Cruise and all of them end up with fuck that. 
Ronin. Nope. True Lies. Nope. I think I saw that ages ago. Salt. Nope. Nope. From Paris with Love. Nope. nope. The International. Nope. Patriot Games. Nope. Triple uh, X. Nope. Colombiana. Nope. Miss Congeniality. Yes. Nope. And the Bourne series. I think I saw the first two. Nope. Action thriller featuring guns, cool explosions, and an amazing... Citation needed. <laughs> and amazing set pieces. This movie type first developed in the 1970s in films such as Dirty Harry and The French Connection and became exemplar of the Hollywood mega blockbuster in the 1980s with works such as Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. These films often feature a race against the clock, lots of violence, and a clear, often flamboyantly evil antagonist, again, citation needed. Though they often involve elements of crime or mystery films, these aspects take a backseat to the action. Other significant works include Hard Boiled. Nope. True Romance. Nope. Point Break. No. The Warriors. Yes. Billet. Bullet. Okay. <laughs> the Seven Ups. Nope. Cobra. Nope. And Rambo. First Blood Part 2. Oh, wow. And that's a misplaced and because after that they have taken. <laughs> yes, it is. Come on, nerds. Get it together. The story takes place in a limited location, a single building, plane, or vessel, which is seized or under threats by enemy agents, but are opposed by a single hero who fights the extended battle within the location using stealth and cunning to attempt to defeat him. them. The die-hard subgenre has become popular in Hollywood because of its crowd appeal and the relative simplicity of building sets for which, for such a constrained piece. Examples include Under Siege, terrorists take over a ship, broken arrows, terrorists hijack a nuclear weapon from a B-2 bomber, snakes on a plane, poisonous snakes take over a passenger plane. I saw that one opening weekend when my MySpace page <laughs> Fucking hell. was last updated. It had snakes on a plane themes for it. It means it still does out there somewhere, Lucas. Oh, no, no. Uh, all of the media assets for that have been taken off. Speed, Under Siege, 2, Dark Territory, and Derailed. Hostages are trapped on trains and buses. Sudden speed. death, terrorists take over an ice hockey stadium, Passenger 57, Executive Decision, and Air Force One, hostages, hostages are trapped on a plane. Con Air, criminals take over a transport plane. Con Air is good. Half Past Dead, and The Rock, criminals or terrorists take over a prison. Shouldn't you know if they are criminals or terrorists or it be criminal terrorists? Because aren't all terrorists criminals by nature if they have But it's a specific subgenre of criminal. It's a specific type of crime. Yeah, but it's or. There is an or there, not an and. Or well, a slash or an and well, or. Half-assed dead is when criminals take over and in the rockets terrorists who take over. Well, then that's a really stupid use of parentheses, and they should have used that or said in the former and in the latter. Again, grammar is important, people. Paul Blart Malkoff is a recent spoof of this trend as Diehar in a mall. I was not expecting that at all. But have you seen Paul Blart Malkoff? 
Paul Walker? No. I have seen Paul Walker. Rethink your life choices. It wasn't my choice. My family wanted to watch it. Get a new family. Oh. Superhero <laughs> film. Usually having elements of science fiction and fantasy, they focus on the actions of one or more superheroes who usually possess superhuman abilities and are dedicated to protecting the public. These films are almost always action-oriented, and the first film of a particular character often includes a focus on the origin of the special powers, including the first fight against the character's most famous supervillain archenemy. Would you agree that usually it involves the most famous? I feel like you have feelings about that particular statement. Citation needed. Yeah. To hear more of Luke's opinions about superheroes, check out Multiversal Q. Some superheroes are from Marvel and DC, or they can be made up. Examples include... What? <laughs> you know, only the real superheroes are included in Marvel and DC. The fake ones, those aren't Marvel or DC. The real superheroes are the people working minimum wage jobs without workers' rights or compensation for all the work that they do. Come at me, Marvel and DC. Examples include Batman... Which Iron one? Man. Yes. The Green Lantern. No. Spider Man. Yes. The Avengers. Yes. X Men. Yes. Thor. Yes. Captain America, the first yes. Avenger. Wait, that's the only specific title that they. Uh, Incredible Hulk. No. Wonder Woman. No. Kick Ass. No. And Superman. No. I've seen all those except for the second Kick Ass. I'm sorry. Notable individuals. Oh, God. How long is this one? Not too long. Okay. I mean, unless we want to get into list of female action heroes and villains, which is its own main article. That would not be in keeping with how we are running this particular podcast. There's an image of Sylvester Stallone, the first image that we've come across, which is actress Sylvester Stallone starred as a troubled Vietnam vet who becomes a one-man army in a popular Rambo action films. He was also wearing a very nice necklace, and he has ripped the collar out of his shirt, and his pecs are so large that it actually kind of looks like he has tits. Go you, Sylvester Stallone. Actors from the 1950s and 60s, such as John Wayne, Steve McQueen, and Lee Marvin, passed the torch in the 1970s to actors such as Bruce Lee, Tom Laughlin, Charles Bronson, Chuck Norris, Clint Eastwood. This is like... Uh, this is just name dropping. This is just somebody writing a Wikipedia page that is essentially just name dropping. Well, and we've had all these names dropped. Right, already. and it's interesting that they're relinking them. Like, if you didn't fucking go read about these guys, somebody who's editing this Wikipedia really wants you to go read about each of these fucking well, individuals. Well, what if you just wanted to know some notable individuals? I mean, I'm sure the same thing is there for, like, romance. No, it's probably not there for romance films or that sort of other genres that aren't. Okay, you can you you can you take over the reading of this, and I'm gonna go do that deep dive. In the 1980s, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover had a popular string of buddy cop films in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Beginning in the mid 1980s, actors such as ex bodybuilder Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone wielded automatic weapons in a number of action films. Stern-faced martial artists Steven Seagal and John Claude Van Damme made a number of films. Bruce Willis played a Western-inspired hero in the popular Die Hard series of action films. In the 1990s and 2000s, Asian actress Chow Yun-Fat, Jet Li, and Jackie Chan appeared in a number of different types of action films. 
and American actors Wesley Snipes and Vin Diesel both had many roles. Will Keanu Reeves and Harrison Ford both had major roles in action science fiction films, The Matrix and Blade Runner, respectively. That's a good use of a parenthetical. They later branched out into a number of other action genres, such as action-adventure films. American actor Matt Damon, who was nominated for an action award for his sensitive portrayal of a math genius working as a janitor in Goodwill Hunting, later morphed into an action figure with the car chase and gunfire-filled Jason Bourne franchise. European actors such as Belgian Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport, Hard Target, and Time Cop, French Jean Renault from Ronin and Mission Impossible, Swedish Dolph Ludgren from Showdown and Little Tokyo and Universal Soldier and The Expendables, Irish Colin Farrell from SWAT, Daredevil, and Miami Vice, and English Jason Staten, the transporter, the Expendables, Crank, appeared in a number of action Jason films. Death on Satan. Death on Satan. On the There is no Jason comparable Statham. list in romance films, and also the Wikipedia for romance films is like a fifth of this current length of action films. Well, it's time for the ladies to have their chance, because it's female characters and actors. List of female action heroes and villains. Main article. Dialogue by gender role in Rogue One. Screen cap data analysis by Amber Thomas. I think this is showing me that there was much, 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 much more male dialogue than female dialogue in Rogue One. And a lot more dudes with male Screen dialogue. Time? Yeah. Okay. Because like each of those big dots is a male character. I have not seen Rogue One. Female actors with major act with major active roles in film in action films include Michelle Yao, Lucy Liu, Michelle Rodriguez, Mila Mila Jonovich, Kate Beckinsale, Angelina Jolie, Scarlett Johansson, Uma Thurman, Sandra Bullock, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Linda Hamilton, Sanaa Latham, Gina Davis, Halle Berry, Emily Blunt. Zhang Ziyi, Maggie Q, Kira Knightley, Charisse Theron, Demi Moore, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Connelly, Bridget Nielsen, Carrie Ann Moss, Lori Petty, Jessica Alba, and Jamie Lee Curtis. After a successful career in stunts, Zoe Bell has recently crossed over to become an action star in her own right, and Ronda Rousey and Gina Carano have both come from a mixed martial arts background to action roles. That just read as, like, an attendance list. Yeah. Like, that is literally just an attendance list of females who are in action movies. Compared to the men in action roles where it's like, oh, we're going to break it down by genre, we're going to name some of the films. Because, I mean, uh, Mila Djokovic, or Djokovic has been in a lot of, not great movies, but a lot of movies. Yep. Here, like I said, it's an attendance list. Increasing numbers of films starring women are the, as the action heroes are being produced. That needs a fucking citation. These are celebrated by Artemis Women in Action Films Festivals, which honors women who work as actors, stunt women, and directors in these films. Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media works to document the on-screen time and representation on women in all film types with a view to improving the equality of work for actresses. Analysis of lines spoken in action films show 
Many recent films in this genre are dominated by male. Did we really need somebody to do a deep dive on that? Like, but they do have a citation. They do have a citation, but I feel like that is one place where, like, if you have seen an action film, you don't fucking need a citation. Like, yeah. Analysis of the lines in 2016's biggest blockbuster showed that despite much hype about female lead female in Rogue One, the female character in Super Suicide Squad and Captain America, these characters still had limited share of dialogue. It's really weird that they don't name the characters. No. Just... I mean, Jin Erso, Harley Quinn, and Black Widow. Some male actors appear to champion the cause in of women in action films. Tom Cruise has been applauded for his asexual on-screen relationships with recent female co-stars. Because <laughs> nobody wants to touch Tom Cruise. That is the reasoning behind that. Colby Smulders in Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise has been honored with an Artemis Action Rebel Award for his work in championing strong female heroes in film. Oh, that kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit, doesn't it? It feels like he's sort of being I feel like, thanked for not I feel like being... somebody from the Church of Scientology, like, was just like, how can we get Tom Cruise onto this page more? Let me just add this, like, little bottom note in, like, the female action heroes section uh, of this. That's something I sort of want to look more into. Directors. Notable action film directors from the 1960s and 1970s include Sam Peckinpah, whose 1969 <laughs> western The Wild Bunch was controversial for its bloody violence and nihilist tone. Influential and popular directors from the 1980s to 2000s include James Cameron for the first two Terminator films, Aliens and True Lies, Andrew Davis for Code of Silence, Above the Law, Under Siege, and The Fugitive. John Woo for Hong Kong action films such as Hard Boiled and U.S.-made English language films such as Hard Target, Broken Arrow, and Face Off. John McTiernan, the first and third Die Hard films, Predator, The Last Action Hero. Ridley Scott for Black Rain and Black Hawk Down. The Wachowskis for the Matrix trilogy. Andrzej Bartokowiak for Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle 2, The Grave. Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Robert Rodriguez for Mexico Trilogy, From Dusk to Dawn, and Machete, and Michael Bay, the first two Bad Boys films, The Rock, and the Transformers Pentology. Louis Lettier for the first two Transformers films, Unleashed. For a longer list, see the list of action film directors article. Have you seen any movies mentioned there that were not mentioned before? No. I've seen Black Hawk Down. Um, Machete, and, yep. Producers. Ivy Lerner, born October, 13 October, 1947, is a film producer primarily of American action movies. Boaz Davidson, I cannot read Hebrew, 8 November, 1943, is an Israeli, Israeli film director, producer, and screenwriter. He was born in Tel Aviv, Israel, and studied film in London. Bob Weinstein, born... They were all fucking born in October or November. Apparently that does something to fuck with your brain and make you really into action films. Born October 18, 1954, is an American film producer. He is the founder and head of Dimension Films, former co-chairman of Miramax Films, and current head with his 
brother. Oh, citation oh. needed. <laughs> Update needed. Oh, also, I think I like misread that last name and did not make the connection. Yeah. With his brother Harvey Weinstein of the Weinstein Company. Oh, I fucked that one up. Don Simpson. October 29, 1943 through January 19, 1996, was an American film producer, screenwriter, and actor. Simpson, along with his producing partner, Jerry Brockheimer, produced such films, films as Flashdance, 1983, Beverly Hills Cop, 1984, Top Gun, 1986, again another Tom Cruise shit, and The Rock, 1996. Their films would go on to earn $3 million. Precisely. $3 billion. Precisely $3 billion. Oh, we're not reading the next one because it's Harvey Weinstein and fuck that shit. They, they have not updated and it's still very uh, positive. Also, it's weird that they just stopped doing links for a lot of these movies now. Jerry Bruckheimer, born September 21st, 1945, is an American film and television producer. He is known as the producer for with many machine guns in his films. <laughs> oh my god, where is the citation, citation for needed. that? And has achieved great success. Not a producer, the producer with many machine guns. Uh, has achieved great success in the genres of action, drama, and science fiction. His best-known television series are CSI, Crimes of Investigation, CSI Miami, CSI New York, Without a Trace, Cold Case, and The Amazing Race. Some of his best films, best-known films include Beverly Hills Cop, Flashdance, Top Gun, The Rock, Con Air, Armageddon, Bad Boys, Enemy of the State, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the National Treasure franchise. He also serves as the director at Max Media. Jerry Weintaub. Born September 26, 1937 to July 6, 2015, is an American... Oh, no. He's the second done one. Is an American film producer and former chairman and CEO of United Artists. He now lives... (laughs) He now lives in Palm Desert, California. Just to clarify, we are recording this. In 2018. You know. Maybe he's buried there, and that was just the nicest way to say, like, where he's buried. They're just very critical of Palm Desert, California. (laughs) Joel Silver, born July 14th, 1952, is an American film producer known for action films like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. He's the owner of Silver Pictures and co-founder of Dark Castle Entertainment. Catherine Bigelow, born the 27th of November, 1951. Is considered a queen of female action directors, having directed Point Break, Zero Dark Thirty, Strange Days, and The Hurt Locker. Which for which she won a fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. Menaheim Golan, born nineteen thirty nine K, May thirty first, nineteen twenty nine to August eighth, two thousand fourteen. They totally fucked up. Like that is the only one. The uh, fine, whatever. Um, is an Israeli director and producer. He has produced movies for stars such as Sean Connery, Sylvester Stallone, Chuck Norris, Claude Jam Bam Bam. <laughs> Claude Jam Band. <laughs> Claude's Jam Band. I mean, it's a It's like a Swedish version of fish. <laughs> Charles Bronson. <laughs> And was known for appearing as a producer of comic book style movies like Monsters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Superman 4. The Quest for Peace. 
Captain America is aboard an attempt to bring Spider-Man to the silver screen. Using the pen name of Joseph Goldman, Golan has made has also written in pol polished film scripts. He was the co-owner of Golan Globus with his cousin Yoram Globus. Goran produced about 200 films, directed 44, and won eight times the Violin David Awards and the Israel Prize of Cinema in cinema. Yoram Glorbus. Born 21 October 1941, <laughs> is an Israeli film producer who is famous for his possession with association. <laughs> hey guys, guess how long it takes my brain to start farting out? 56 minutes of reading Wikipedia out loud. Is an Israeli film producer who is famous for his association with Canon Films Inc., a company he ran with his cousin Manaheim Golan. <laughs> Minahem Golan. The Wachowskis, Lana Wachowski, born June 21st, 1965, and Lily Wachowski, born December 29th, 1967, known together professionally as the Wachowskis, are Polish-American film directors, screenwriters, and producers. The SIA also includes action hero, action-adventure game, film genre, Hong Kong action film, lists of action films, lists of female action heroes, Lists of references, lists of genres, and martial arts films. <sighs> that brings us to the end of this article. Um, I do not have a link that I would like to explore more for this particular article. Instead, I have a, can somebody please fucking go through and add pertinent information to the fucking attendance list of female actresses mentioned in this article and like put some fucking substance even some character names i do cool character names just so it isn't like please come to the principal's office drew barrymore and Charlize theron you left your keys in the car well the one that i want to talk to about or the one i want to talk about is bruce exploitation because i i've read other stuff about it basically bruce lee got very popular and they sort of use the racism of oh all Asian people look the same to white people. And so some of the movies include Re-Enter the Dragon, Enter Three Dragons, Return of Bruce, Enter Another Dragon, Return of the Fist of Fury, or Enter the Game <laughs> of Death. Uh, there's... It, it's very, very weird. Uh, yeah, Enter the Dragon is fun. Um... There were also actors who assumed names like his, like Bruce Lee, Bronson Lee, Bruce Chin, Bruce Lai, Bruce Lay, Bruce <laughs> Lai, Bruce Lai, L-I-E, Bruce Liang, Sarah Lee, Bruce Lai, Bruce Thai, Bruce K-L Lay, Brute Lee, Myron Bruce Lee, Lee Bruce, and Dragon Lee. Very interesting. Okay, I would like to amend my previous statement because I did happen to just look into that, to the Wikipedia article for, um... The Artemis Foundation? No, not the Artemis Foundation. For Jerry Weintaub. As you remember, the man who died in 2015 lives in Palm Desert, California, when in fact he is interred in Culver City. So we just have to hope that his own Wikipedia page is correct. Wait, so does his own Wikipedia page... He is interred at Hillside Memorial Park Cemetery in Culver City, California. 
please help me out. Maybe somebody stole his body and that's like a clue about where they actually left it. Um, yeah, we missed the 2018 Artemis Motion Picture Women in Action Film Awards. It was back in April 26th. Uh, April 26th. On April 26th. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that about does it. Um, what do I now know about John Wick? I know that it is a neo-noir film, and it is an also an action film. And, again, we read the neo-noir film so long ago, I do not remember what a neo-noir film is. So, I'm just gonna go with, it's probably very punchy, and or, like, stabby, and or shooty, and there may be a shit ton of CGI involved, which may or may not be a good thing, according to one person who edited this action film Wikipedia. Well, the page was last edited on May 19th by Bovine, by Bovine Boy 2008. <laughs> he really hates CGI. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna credit Bovine Boy 2008 uh, with that particular edit. I don't want to know if he actually did it or not. He just gets that credit to himself. Um. Oh, it was only two days ago that someone had added in all of the female actors. Well, that's oh, wait, just wait. fucking depressing. Um. Yeah, so, like, before that, it did not exist. So, thanks, Borage Project. Also, please go back and add in more pertinent information other than just their names. Mm-hmm. Join us next week when we comp when we tackle the next link in this fascinating thing. It's a thriller, thriller film. Oh God, it is. But it's much, much, much shorter than oh, the action God. film was. Uh. Yes. We will add to my knowledge next week. See you next time. Well, no, no. We need to let people know where they can find us. As we've discussed, I, Twitter thinks I'm a bot. So you can <laughs> go find my empty Twitter page and add to my followers of um, Luke and my sixth grade trumpet teacher. Abby is on Twitter as Abby Anonymous, which is A-B-B-Y-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. And I'm on Twitter as at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. You can also find me on the Exile Podcast or at Multiversal Q. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please follow us on Twitter at John Wiki Podcast. All one word, no spaces. Are yeah. you both of our current followers? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, you don't even follow our very good podcast. Uh, you can also visit us at johnwiki.com to find out more about the show. I haven't even tweeted out the first episode, so I should probably go and do that on the Twitter. I don't have that account set up on my phone yet, so. Um, yeah, we should get the next one out sooner than, like, a month and a half after the first one came out, so. Yeah, hopefully. No guarantees. Maybe I'll actually remember something next time and we'll, like, continue to build my knowledge about what the hell John Wick is actually about. Or what if you just keep reverse mementoing and you just keep forgetting what we talked about and it, like, you know nothing about action anymore, you know nothing <laughs> about neo-noir, and then once you get to the end, you'll only know everything that John Wick is ab not about. 
I, so far that would impact my daily life none at all. I'd be kind of sad to lose my knowledge of all those wonderful actresses who were mentioned in the article, though. Also, somebody please go update um, Bob Turtle Tubbs. That's not his name. No. <laughs> the dude who's dead, who does not live in Silver City. Please <laughs> lay him to rest in Culver City as appropriate. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then... Did we have a sign-off? I don't think we got a sign-off. <laughs> we... <laughs> we'll we'll last, get better at this. Last edited by Luke. <laughs> Peace. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs>